Hello, hey, hey, bonjour, I'm Gwen Lafage, and this is B2B Marketing FICA, a series of casual interviews with B2B marketers in Europe. Real stories, real tips from the people who are actually doing the real work on the ground. Let's grab a coffee and a bully and let's get started. Hello. Um, today I'm talking to uh, Michael Chamondrier-Perna, who is a growth marketer at uh, and Frankly. So welcome, Michael. And uh, maybe we can start by having you tell us a little bit more about uh, what you do and um, what your company does. Yeah, so um, I'm a growth marketer. I'm kind of the center of um, digital digital marketing and um, bringing our, our company um, to more and more people. Um, and frankly, uh, is an employee engagement um, SaaS. It's a software as a service. Um, and we provide ways for companies to um, send post surveys uh, to individuals uh, at their company to check in on them, to see how they're doing. Um, and it's especially relevant in a, in a time like this when everyone is uh, distributed. Yeah, I'm sure that's like uh, it's good to keep track of the the pulse of the uh, employees, I guess, in in the company, especially for larger companies or or global companies. Or that what type of companies do you usually work for? Um, we we have a, a very wide variety of companies. We've got some really really large companies um, that are also digital or, or technology related. Um, we also have um, some more traditional. Um, like industries or, or airlines or banks and these kind of things, um, retail, um, pretty much uh, any sector that has employees working anywhere. Uh, if you know they they want to check in on them and see how they're doing, uh, we can pro we provide a service for that. Right. Okay. Fantastic. And um, so your role is is growth mar marketer. So you work mostly with digital marketing and uh, looking at your background. So, so you're American, but you also worked in like larger American companies before, mostly in social media. Mm -hmm. um, do you see that as like a, a good evolution or your current role also involve, I guess, uh, social media? Yeah, I, I started my career in social media and I think that that is naturally Uh, you know, when when I started this career, it was quite quite new that uh, companies would have uh, someone dedicated to to doing social media. So um, I often did many many other things, um, and so it was a quite a natural transition into into growth marketing because um, really I'm just I'm handling our all of our marketing technology um, and and driving our digital strategy forward on on a lot of different levels, including social media. Yeah, because I get the the word or the term gross marketer seems to, um, well, have become kind of a little bit of a buzzword and it feels like a lot of people are putting a lot of things under it. Uh, how would you describe the the role of a, of a gross marketer versus like a digital marketer versus a social media marketer? Yeah, I mean, it is a little bit of a, of a buzzword. I, I think, uh, you know, we, we have this in your title like growth marketer or uh, a guru of, of some sort it usually means that uh, you you do a bit of everything um, I would say my my focus is primarily on on digital marketing but you know at the same time I'm also a content producer and creator I, I work a lot with our, our CRM and uh, our, our marketing technologies so um, any 
any part of what we do in marketing that can lend to to our growth um, is kind of what uh, what I'm doing. And in, and in our case, we're, we do most of our marketing digitally. So uh, it's really focused on that. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, that's, that's fantastic. And do you, um, have your role or the strategy for the company changed in the past few months? Um, yeah, it has a lot. Um, our, our product is one that uh, has become suddenly more relevant. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as uh, the workforce goes home, uh, but continues to work as work goes home, I guess, um, you know, it's, it's much more important to check in with your employees often uh, and provide them um, you know, with, with constant contact um, to make them feel uh, that they're still connected to the business and still connected to their colleagues. Um, and and our, our solution helps do that, right? Uh, it helps you understand uh, whether or not the efforts you've made to uh, establish a good working from home culture uh, and environment are, are, are effective. Um, so we, we really quickly turned around um, and launched a marketing campaign um, centered around um, the situation uh, to, to help companies uh, better understand uh, how their employees are cooperating from home and what kind of situations uh, they're in and, um, to, to help identify places that they can um, work better. Right. Okay. And, and for your role, like uh, I've, the way you approach marketing or the way you're getting like new leads on new client has changed or has it been like similar to before? So it's been a little bit different. We've, uh, we've increased the number of digital events that we do quite dramatically. Um, and we've made them a lot smaller and a lot more informal. So we used to put a lot of effort behind making really polished webinars that were around really specific, well-researched topics. Um, and now we've, we've decided that, you know, we should just do these really often, maybe uh, twice a month. Uh, so we're, we're doing them a lot quicker. Um, and just for 30 minutes, uh, quick introduction to our product and a quick demo. Um, and then we kind of talk about relevant things that we have been working on rather than building bigger pieces of content uh, one hour long webinars that do a deep dive on, on these topics for keeping it more, more quick and easy um, to adjust to the people who are you know, busy working from home. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's mostly on the lens of the content that you've been producing has been slightly, slightly different. And uh, mm-hmm. have you been like producing more or less content or? Um, I, I would say we cycle through the content a lot quicker. Um, you know, as people are are on social media and they're a little bit more active, that that fight for attention um, is a little bit more aggressive or more competitive. And so we've kind of taken the same content that we've had and making it made it more snackable. Um, you know, creating smaller, more easy to consume pieces of content and putting them out more often um, has the uh, attention. And um, would you say that the nature of the content that you produce is changing too, or like the way you communicate in general? I, we've changed some of our messaging to uh, be more relevant for remote work um, and to talk about um, like times of crisis uh, in general. And I think that uh, it's been greatly appreciated that we, you know, without leveraging the, the pandemic or, or, or COVID-19, 
uh, to markets. We, you know, we're more talking about how um, the times have changed in general, and you know that our, our product is is um, helping make things a little bit easier. So we're we're kind of approaching uh, our messaging as uh, you know being a partner with our customers uh, to help them get through this hard time, um, and that's been really appreciated. Right. Okay. And um, the I guess in the role of like the growth marketer, and you will say you mostly work with content, or does that involve like other other things <laughs> that you do um, to promote it? Yeah, I don't work so much with content. Uh, you know, obviously we're we're in Sweden and we're focusing uh, on the Swedish market. I don't speak Swedish, mm-hmm. um, so then kind of left up to the the marketing organizations. Um, but how to execute that content um, and, and how to get it out is uh, is part of my role. Right. Okay. So a lot of the tactics definitely evolve on, on content that is being produced and like how you push it out and how it drives traffic to, uh, to your site or engage your, your prospects. I would say in part, um, but I would say more the, the role of the growth marketers, how to do that at scale. Um, so of course, looking at our, our marketing technology, our, our automation and emails, like they're trying to discover um, how to deliver the content, right? So, you know, um, and, and at scale. So automating it and, and being able to do it uh, over and over. Right, okay. So you work with um, SEOs and, and like paid marketing or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, I'm, I'm working with our SEO, uh, also our, our paid advertising on social media. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, um, and now that uh, if you're mostly focusing on the Swedish market, now is an interesting period in uh, in Sweden where everybody is uh, going on vacation and enjoying the Swedish summer. Uh, so things like tend to get a lot slower in in the summer. Um, are you focusing on preparing for the fall, or are you going to continue to like power through those those weeks? Or what is the the strategy? In terms of marketing, we've actually seen that um, summer is a really popular time. Um, It seems like uh, a lot of people, you know, work uh, tends to be an escape from their vacation (laughs) Uh, uh, in some cases. And uh, it's a really good opportunity to release um, like good evergreen content. Uh, I think during the summer, a lot of people find time to read that white paper or uh, you know, watch a couple of videos here and there that they don't have the opportunity uh, to, to do during work. Um, so I, I would say that uh, we will probably see an increase uh, in the number of downloads or uh, you know, people wanting to get that white paper or, or other things. Interesting. So you're going to continue to get a push out a lot of content throughout those weeks then and Hoping that they yeah, are there. We like, will, yep. We will market um, specifically uh, about it being summer. So we will look uh, and create messaging around, uh, you know, hey, read this quick thing or uh, and, and kind of give a summer feel to, to the marketing that we do. Um, 
and, and kind of talk about that period that comes after the summer as well. So people who are trying to get back into the work mode, uh, even if they're doing that in, uh, in one week uh, as a quick escape from their vacation, um, that they will be able to find our content. Right. Okay. And are you uh, using that third as well to prepare maybe for the fall or for a longer term strategy? When, I mean, we've seen like a little bit of a slowdown in business in general in the past few months uh, due to the global situation. Um, but there's a lot of hope right now that things will start back up in, um, in the fall. But um, so you're saying you've seen like a pretty good increase, I guess, for you in the, in the past few months, but Are you expecting things to be different in the fall? Um, I, of course, we, we hope that uh, some, something that resembles uh, business as usual will, uh, will come around. But um, you know, being a digital first organization and, and one that kind of works with uh, the new situation, um, we, we've both been kind of adapting and reevaluating how we do things. Uh, to be in this new period. So I think we're not really, we've worked really hard over the past few months to be comfortable with the new situation. Um, and I think that we will take what we've learned uh, into the next period and you know, we're not uh, hoping so much that it will go back to how it was, but uh, you know, we're ready for, for whatever it will be. Yeah, okay. And um, if um, if you had like one one advice to like uh, other B 2 B marketers right now, people in your team, what uh, what do you think it uh, should be? Um, that's a really hard question to answer because I, I think it really depends on um, what you're selling mm -hmm. um, uh, and, and you know what uh, what what your product is. Um, but certainly, I feel that. Um, for software as a service, um, unless it's something that's um, not, if, if you're adding value, uh, it's really easy to adjust your message um, around uh, what people are, are looking for. Um, obviously, uh, working from home is a really, really big thing. And I think that there's a lot of opportunities to talk about how Uh, your software can can benefit the new work from home culture or the new work from home workflow, um, uh, these these kind of things. And I've seen a lot of really good examples of this too. Uh, um, yeah. And you don't you don't think that um, people are a little bit tired about reading about um, working from home or the crisis in general? That is like in maybe some some desire from fresh content that don't talk about this? Uh, yeah, I would say that there is. I, uh, I just, I use the word work from home because it's the one that comes to my mind uh, the most easily. But uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity to, to um, and, and really focus in on uh, like productivity or, or the individual value that a product is bringing Um, at this point, we all know, because it comes to mind so easily, that a work from home 
uh, or work remotely is the new situation. Mm-hmm. So we almost don't need to talk about it at all anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we can use the same type of messaging. You say, you know, such and such product is going to increase your productivity or it's going to help you uh, make your team more productive or this kind of thing. Um, and using positive messaging about those kind of values will continue to resonate now, if not more than, than it was before uh, all of this happened. Yeah. Great. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much for, uh, for your time today. And um, any, any other uh, message or thing that you would want to add? <laughs> um, <laughs> go check out Anne Franklin. Uh, I think that uh, it's a really, a really neat um, product. Um, really interesting in this time, especially if you're working with a small distributed team um, and it will help you be, be more productive and adjust to the work from home culture. Sounds good. Thank you so much for your time today and uh, let's uh, keep in touch. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Bye-bye. This podcast is sponsored by Skona, a full service creative agency with offices in San Francisco and Stockholm, which transforms B2B companies into brave brands.